Hello, and good morning, good evening, whatever time of day you may be listening to this, uh, wherever you may be listening to this, whether that's in the sun, or the rain, or your car, or on your lunch hour, welcome to the third episode of the Absolute Gaming Podcast. I'm your host today, Ash, and today with me I have Jam. How are you, pal? Yeah, not bad, thank you very much, mate. How about yourself? Good, good, good. Thank you. And I've also got Joby. How are you? Very well, mate. Very, very well. Glad to be back. Good, good, good. Glad to be back in on this. On today's podcast, we're going to be looking at the Fantasy League, both the Premiership and the Championship, as we gear towards the uh, the final stages of the season. Um, we're also going to have a little look at the League Cup and the Challenge Cup, which I believe has nearly come to an end. Um, in addition to looking at some of the BFAs and the transfers of the recent uh, last few days, we're also going to then talk a little bit about the World Cup and uh, what we thought so far, what we think of the semi-finals and who we think is going to go all the way. So, we start with the Premiership. Now, obviously we're getting to the final stages of the season. We're starting to see it shape up a little bit. Uh, now, I'll just run quickly through the league table. So, as I stands, I am top of the league. And then is Subs in second, Belonga, Danger Mouse, Aaron, Tans, Malian, Joby, Paul, and unfortunately, Jam, yourself uh, down the bottom. Yeah, um, not good. Just just really quickly on, on that one, Jam. Do you feel confident that you'll stay up, or do you think you'll? Uh, it's going to be relegation? No. I, do you know what? I think, to be honest, I think I am confident that I could probably... Whether I'll stay up, I'm not sure, but I think I can get to the relegation playoff. I do think I can get to that relegation playoff, and then obviously it depends on who's in the playoffs in the championship, um, you know, as to sort of how we, how we go. But for me... I, I don't mind if I have to go down. You know, what is it like West Ham always say? You know, go down to come back up stronger and all that jazz. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens. But for me, I think if, if I did go down, maybe a bit of a, a season playing slightly lesser players, you know, no, no offence intended, uh, build some more confidence back up and then, then come back up to the Prem, build my team up a little bit. I think that, that should be quite good. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's been a mixed season so far. I mean, I've, I've had a hard run in. There's no easy games in the Prem, but... I mean, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Uh, Joby, um, you're currently in the relegation playoff at the moment. Um, you're on 10 points. Uh, you won two, drawn four and lost six. Um, four game, six games, sorry, left to go. Uh, do you think that you, you can get out of those relegation playoff places? Bear in mind that there's only a couple of points uh, in it at the moment. Um, are you confident? Well, I think my problem at the moment was um, the fact I was conceding way too many. I was just conceding silly, silly goals. The, my defence at the start of the season was very poor. Um, I brought in a couple of decent players, got in Holgate, obviously, and I got Bonito as well on the right back, um, which has shored up my defence. I feel more confident going forwards now and pushing forwards and not in having to sort of sit my defence back a little bit because they haven't got the speed. They've now got the speed... Um, I think I could pull out a couple of results and hopefully I can stay up. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm going to go down because I know that I could beat anybody and anyone could beat me. So it's going to be a it's a lottery, really. Um, but I, I personally think I can stay up. Same as Jaminator. If I'm in the playoffs to go, 
you know, the relegation playoffs, I, I'm pretty confident looking at the championship. I think I could stay up. I'm, I'm happy. I mean, just, just on that, I mean, yeah. just quickly looking at the, the league right now. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the goals scored and, you know, the, the goal differences. Me and you were on the same goal difference, Joby. Um, the difference being we're both on minus 15. Obviously, you've got four more points than me having played two more games. But you've conceded 10 more goals than I have, but you have scored 10 more. And for me, even though I've got the legend that is Serge Gnabry up front, the, the problem really is that the striking department, I'm just not being clinical enough and putting these chances away. Um, and I, I feel that is the problem. I know yourself, you've got Patrick Roberts, you've got um, Larauto Martinez, you've got you know Peter Crouch. I mean, come on, Crouch, obviously. You know, you are scoring goals you know, in a decent way. Like you say, conceding was your problem. I mean, none more yeah. so. You know, I, I watched it. I don't know who else watched it. I think, Ash, maybe you watched it when uh, when Tans, I think, was it 7-2 that he beat you? Or yeah, do you know like what? Oh, I got yeah. a bit annoyed with myself after that game. I played quite well in the first half and I wanted to push on and uh, basically I, I screwed up myself. I went kind of almost all out attack um, and uh, it just backfired on me. He just countered me and just everything that was just flying in the back of the net and I couldn't stop it. The only way I would have been able to stop it is to uh, to go a bit of uh, park the bus. And when you're, you know, when you're losing four or five, you might as well lose seven than lose five. Yeah, what's the point? Um, yeah. to, I, I tried to push on, tried to get a few more goals. I know I can score. However, I was conceding. However, that was before I, I signed my, my, my two two defenders. So, I, I mean, hopefully this time next season, I'll still be in the Premier League and hopefully I'll be up towards the, the better end and, and not getting a nosebleed, you know, from being mm. up so high. But it's uh, at the moment I'm struggling, but I think I'm, I'm quietly confident that, that with my defence shored up, I should be able to gain a few more points. I mean, looking at the table as well, we could argue, Ash, you know, that the sort of first position for yourself is slightly a false position, depending on what happens with subs. Obviously, you know, you, you, you've played four more games than him. Um, unfortunately, they include sort of three defeats. Um, and obviously, he's only three points behind you. And uh, he seems to be on a real hot streak of form right now. Um, That's not to say you're not, obviously. Looking at the, you know, the scorers, you've got Adebayor having scored 28 goals. Um, which is more than me, ten, 10 more than my entire team over the season. Um, it's the exact same amount that Joby scored over the season with his whole team. So, you know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's, you and Sub seem to be a cut above the rest, and it'll be interesting to see, see how it ends up. Yeah, I think just on that point, I mean, personally, I'd be very surprised if he didn't go and win the league subs. I think the the teams he's got left, he's been on a hot hot run this season. You know, he's played 10, won nine of them and drawn one of them. Um, he's a very tricky player. I've said that all along in the season. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I have played four games more than him and that has included three defeats, which... You know, had had it not included any defeats, we would have been saying it. You know, we could have been talking a different uh, a different story here. But I think you know, if he wins all his games in hand, I think that will put him eight points, or it might be nine. Well, it'll be nine points. Uh, nine yeah, points nine points ahead. ahead. Mm. And although we've still got to play on the final day of the season, he needs to drop some points. And is that going to happen? I don't know. Mm. Um, but if I'm being really open and honest with you, I think at the start of the season, given the squad I had, um, and given the fact that statistically I had the lowest rated team um, across both leagues, 
I'd be happy with finishing seconds and improving the squad. You know, I've brought in a lot of players that have been really effective for me. Obviously, Adebayor has been the standout player. Um, and over the season, we've brought in players that have uh, have done really well. You know, Van Kruij, for example, who are, who are slotting the uh, centre attacking midfielder position, um, I picked him up really cheap at the start of the season. Yeah, from me. Who I from me. That was from. Oh, it's from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. welcome. Um, Dear. Yeah, no, that's very kind of you. You know, he's been really effective for me as well. Um, and I'm not on too badly in some of the last BFAs. I mean, the BFA that's just gone, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more on the BFAs in a bit. But the last BFA that um, went along, I just I got Kalanaglu and also um, Vermaelen hmm. uh, in the space of a week. Two really good players there. Um, Vermaelen is a big, big upgrade on what I've got, and he's uh, he's slotted in really, really nicely. And Kalanaglu is a free kick specialist, so you know he's not much be on pace free though. Kicks from now on, not much pace for a winger. No. Kalanaglu is no, when I looked at him, got very good technical, um, but not not a lot, not very quick. No, no, he's. Uh, I think he has dropped a little bit of pace over the last couple of um, the last couple of FIFAs. But um, I have been toying him around in the uh, in the middle as well. So his versatility is uh, something quite yeah. interesting. Um, but yeah, going back to the league, we wait and see. Um, it, it goes into the final games of the season. Ideally, I'd like to see it go to the final game of the season, but um, obviously that does require subs to drop some points. So. We'll wait and see. We'll see how the game plays out. Um, but I, I can't say I'd be uh, too unhappy with second if uh, if that's where I finished at the end of the season. So who do we think is going to finish in that third place, would you think? Well, I see I've changed. My, my views have completely changed on this since the last podcast. I think the last podcast we said it would be Ash, Subs and Aaron, probably in that order. For me, I think that's I would right. probably now say Subs, Ash and Danger Mouse. I think that... You know, I played him myself. I think it was two nil and three nil, and to say I didn't have a chance through the whole game was would be an understatement. I mean, the lines of passing, the it was almost like playing a mixture of Tony Pulis in defence and Barcelona in attack. You know, going going forward, he was he was brutal, but defence, I just couldn't I couldn't break him down. I just couldn't break him down at all. Um, and you know, I tip my hat to the guy. You know, sometimes you know you you know yourself, Joby. I'm a terrible loser. Um, and when when I lost against you, I got a bit upset. But when I lost no against comment. him, yeah, when I lost against him, it was there was no bad bounces, there was no dodgy referee in decisions. It was purely and simply that he was just a so much better player than me in them two games. And you know, we've played before. I think we've we've had a couple of shared results, but in the, those games, he really just stepped it up a notch and, and has definitely definitely deserved to, the win. It's interesting to see as well because he's scored twenty two. Uh, but he's letting only 18, which mm. is, you know, he's not scoring, but he, then he's not conceding either. He's, I think that's the second best in the league behind subs, actually. Letting no, well, no, goals, equal, so. equal. Yeah, they're both letting 18. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, equal, yeah, both on 18, mm. yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 a tough one. He's obviously um, uh, great at defending and sneaking in the sort of, I'm guessing he's winning 1-0. and Well, sort of I mean, it's the Danish pairing up front. He's got um, Dolberg and uh, Bentner up front. Uh, I think he plays, he plays Bentner just as a cam, um, which bizarrely seems to work quite well. He seems to get quite a few long shots off, so it's quite quite an interesting one. But yeah, I mean, I say, for me, the Prem actually is, funnily enough, it was opening out quite a bit now, I think. You know, them sort of third, fourth, all the way down to, well, all the way down to, I'd say maybe seventh. 
seventh or sixth. You know, could be anyone's depending on how results go in the next couple of rounds. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting one. Um, we move on to the championship. Um, now, I'll run quickly through the championship again. So, in the top position, we've got Sofa. And then, second, we've got Bry, followed by Soggy, Geordie Croft, Wince, Dearest Storm, Bertie, Chad, Bob Bank, and surprise, surprise, Red Rhino. <laughs> now, Sofa's top of the league, uh, and he's currently top of the league by four points, but he has got two games in hand on those around him. Um, I said at the start of the season, and I think I said at the last podcast as well, that the championship for me is a much more interesting league because it's much more contested, and there isn't, you know, a runaway, uh, a runaway member running away with it, um, or two runaway members running away with it. Everyone's still contested, and I mean, okay, maybe not as close as it was, but you've still got three or four teams there that could still go and win the league. Um, I mean, Sofa is top of the league at the moment. Jam, your thoughts? Do you think Sofa can go up as uh, as champions? Well, I mean, do you know what? This is the funny thing, because me and Sofa, we do play a lot of friendlies. Um, you know, we try players out for each other. We, You know, we, we have a lot of friendlies between us. And I think the record between the two of us, considering I'm absolutely bottom of our league and he's top of their league, I think I've beaten him on... Well, the ratio will be about two to one. I, I tend to win two games to his one. Um, which is quite interesting, and for me, I think it's that age-old thing of the the gap, you know. And I think that for me, the the, the gap between the prem and the the championship, it might not be quite as bad as in real life, but I think it is there. I think that the championship players, as much as they are fantastic, and some of them, they really are great. You know, I play some of them think bloody hell. You know, you would give us a game in the prem. I do think overall the the balance of play is about right, and the league quality is about right. I think Sofa probably will go up as champion because he plays quite well. He's got a barbell up front who's an absolute horrible player to play against. Um, but for me, and you know, he's got Subatic at the back as well, Karius in goal. He's got some good players through that team. You know, the Welsh Javi, Joe Allen in centre mid. Um, but but for me, I think I think he will go up top. But I think it just does highlight the difference in the prem quality and championship quality. That you know, for myself, I, I would be comfortable playing him every week if I had to. And I think again. Nine times, well, I'd say seven, seven or so, so, ten out of ten times, I would probably beat him. Um, you know, and we have we have good games, but I, I don't think he's quite going to be. If he gets into the prem, I think he'll probably be towards the bottom. If we're being honest, depending on additions, obviously. Interesting. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that, Joby? I mean, I've played so for a lot as well as same as you, Jam, and it, I can't seem to beat him. I just cannot seem to beat him. I can be 2-0 up with 10 seconds to go and he somehow wins 3-2, just in <laughs> friendlies. I mean, I just cannot seem to beat him. Um, but looking at the table, I mean, I'm, he's, he's again, he's doing well for his goal difference. He's got 28, you know, he scored 47, let in 19. Mm. Soggy Cabbages is only letting eight goals in 10 games. Mm. However, he's only scored 17. So I think, personally, I think, that Sofa's going to have a bit of pressure on him towards the end of the season. And will he bottle it or will he come through? 
I, I can't. It, it's an open. It's so open. The, it's. I will say that the big game, just to interject on that, the big game for Sofa in his running was um, against Jordy Croft, who currently sits in fourth position. Now, Jordy Croft, he played him, and I was in the party chat, actually, when it was going on, and the results were 3-2 to Sofa in the first game and 5-1 in the second game. Um, and from the, the sounds of it, they, they were, you know, the, the results were quite fair in the reflection of the performance. Um, and obviously right. that sort of, you know, opens that bit of a gap, six point gap now to fourth place. And looking at it um, in regards to the championship, I do think Sofa will go up automatically. If I'm being honest, I think the top three in the championship as they stand right now, Sofa, Big B and Soggy Cabbages, I think that is how the top three will go. I think it will be in that exact order. Come uh, come the end of the season, um, and I'd just like to say as well, and we give him a bit of stick, um, you know, without undue uh, disrespect, because he did play that horrible formation. But Soggy Cabbages, <laughs> I played him in the cup recently, and um, I, I think I won three nil. So fair enough, I beat him. But you know what? He played some great football. He would he was building out from the back. Yes, he did play his five in the penalty box formation or whatever it was. But you wouldn't actually know it when you were playing the game. Um, there was a lot of space out on the out on the wings, so it wasn't too difficult to break him down. But he would build from the back, and he would try and build a very you know he wasn't just lumping it forward and waiting for you to, to defend. He played quite nice football, so you know credit to him. You know where credit's due. Um, he doesn't play defensively, even if his formation suggests that. So fair fair, fair dues to the guy. Yeah, we, we gave him a lot of stick, but you know, fair play to him for taking on the chin and just cr- cracking on with his game. Play your own game. Yeah, I mean, I will say as well. I mean, yeah, I've just we've we've talked about um, in in the past listeners' questions as well. Um, I mean, I got sent two just before we started the podcast, actually. Um, one of which does actually refer. I mean, one of them we'll talk about later on, but one of these actually does refer to the the soggy cabbages, you know, quotation marks formation. Um, and it's someone saying that a lot of people apparently that um, one of the the, the guys I'll, I'll keep it anonymous just in case he's you know going to be seen to be a grass. Um, he's saying that he's playing a lot of people in the championship that are playing very similar formations. You know, flooding the the penalty box of players to try and defend at all costs. Um, and he said, yeah. would, would the site ever consider banning custom formations? I mean, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a difficult question, and it, it is one that's definitely been up for debate. Um, I, I hate seeing defensive formations, you know, because I believe that uh, my saying is that I would rather lose a game five four and have a end to end attacking game, you know, one that I've really enjoyed than win one nil with part of the bus or ten at the back. I can't play like that, um, and I won't play like that. And it, if it gets to a point where everyone starts doing it in the league, then maybe that will be time to call it quit. Hmm. But I, I don't. It, it's always one that's going to be up for debate. Personally, I'm not in favour of banning custom formations because I don't think you can. And I think the problem is, is when you start banning custom formations and dictating the way people can play. Um, then it, it it becomes a bit of a problem, and I don't know how many people would stick around, so to speak. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, I mean, most of the other most players on the site that I play, um, I play will play attacking football, you know, and won't try and sit back and defend at all costs and hit you on the counter. You know, don't get me wrong; some people have done it this season, and it's worked for them. 
fair enough, but it, it's not something that I, I would personally do. But I, I'm not I'm not in favour of banning custom formations, but at the end of the day as well, if you're going to use a custom formation to play a defensive formation, like you know, like Soggy did at the start of the season, where he literally threw 11 men behind the ball, mm. um, which, you know, I, I'll just mention on that, that he's unbeaten in the league this season. Yeah. He's not lost yeah. a game, so it, it, must be, it must be working for him a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Uh, Joby, what are your thoughts on that? See, I'm in the opinion of you play however you want to play. So you say that you want to play, you would rather win 5-4, so you want end-to-end attacking football. Some people like playing FIFA and enjoy defending. Um, they prefer to not let any goals in and score a 1-0, and that's enjoyment for them. So I think it's personal preference, to be honest. Um, I'm quite happy to keep a clean sheet. However, I don't. I would not ever use custom I, I don't use custom formations especially not like five or six in the box I just it I'd, I need to go out on attack because if I sit back then I can sit I concede more goals I, if the ball's in with my strikers it means it's not anywhere near my goal which yeah, means true. I can't concede you know so I, I prefer to play that however I would not ban custom formations if that's the way you want to play then that's just the way you play you only play them twice a season um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'd, I'd say carry on. I, I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't ban it. However, if it came to, if it's got extreme that everyone was doing it and it just got boring, maybe it would come into effect. Jim. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I say, I mean, I know I raised the point. For me, I, I don't mind custom formations to a point because I think at any point you can just pause it, have a look at the formation, and if you haven't got the the, the brains about you to actually work out how to play against a formation, then that person has got you beat the same way it would be in real life. That's why, you know, Big Sam, Tony Pulis, that's why these people get jobs is because they, you know, they make teams defensively and difficult to beat. However, what I would say is I looked at Danger Mouse, and don't get me wrong, Danger Mouse and Solid Cabbages, the the quality of the player is completely different. But Danger Mouse has managed to negate me completely. I had maybe two chances over the two games. Still playing in attacking formation, he managed to cut away all the passing lines and make it real difficult for me. Whereas Stoggy Cabbages, obviously, you know, he changed his formation to a custom one, which again works for him. That's absolutely fine. Maybe he needs that little bit of an extra help. I, I don't know. Um, but for me, I think. It, it depends player to player. I think it's maybe okay in the championship. If it's in the Premier League, it's a bit different. I know that sounds almost like double standards, but I think in the Premiership, you should be able to play any formation and, and have a good game with someone because we are all quite good players. In the championship, you obviously can't get relegated from the championship. So you could be finishing you know, 8th, 9th, 10th, three seasons in a row and coming against players that are coming down from the Premier League. So it, it, I understand why some of them feel they need that extra security to try and make their teams, you know, bolstered up defensively. It makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely something that will always be up for debate, and you know, um, it, it is an interesting point. So whoever whoever asked that question, uh, fair play, it is a good question and definitely one that could be a lot of debate um, to be had on it. Um, we'll just quickly move on from the uh, the leagues and we'll just have a quick little look at the Challenge Cup because I believe we're pretty much all sorted. 
Um, so with the elite group, we've currently got Subs and Joby in the top two position, and that's followed by Ash, well, Miss myself and Belonga. And uh, I know there's a little bit of an issue between you and uh, Subs at the moment, Joby, in terms of connection. So we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, with, we're, tr uh, we're trying to get it sorted out. We're trying to get it fixed. It's uh, a bit of an ongoing issue. However, we, we will try to get it fixed. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but the commoners group has actually finished, uh, and Danger Mouse has finished top, and that's followed by Tans, Sofa, and Bertie. Um, just quickly on that commoners group, when we, when we first saw that uh, Danger Mouse, Tans, Sofa, and Bertie had gone through to that the commoners group, um, how did we see it going out? Did we see it going the way it has, Jam? Um, do you know... When it first got drawn, you know, when the, uh, the actual group got drawn, I didn't think it would go that way. If I'm being completely honest, I think Danger Mouse, I agree, would be top. Bertie, I agree, would just be bottom. And, you know, for the record, he is a very, very good player. Played him quite a few times in friendlies as well. Good passer of the ball, keeps the ball well. Good players up top. Um, Cliver, Ian Acho, some really, really good players. But for me, I thought that Tans and Sofa would be switched. I thought that Sofa would come second and Tans would come third. That's not anything to do with the quality of either player. I just feel like Sofa, you know, the, the type of play, you know, the type of um, game he actually plays was a bit better than the one that Tans played. However, obviously, within that time span, Tans has completely changed the way he's played and he's playing a lot more solid and within himself now. I think he got beat quite heavily possibly in one of his games you might have to help me out with that one um but i remember being in a party chat with him and saying that he was you know he was getting opened up and getting beat quite a bit so you know he's gone very much sort of the other way now and he's very solid defensive uh formation and you know it seems to be paying off yeah. i think since he's done that i don't think he's lost a game in the league or if he has it's only by a, a close margin um, and obviously it's managed to get him to second in the cup so Again, <clears throat> I know it goes back to the formation question, but it's working for him, so you, you can't knock it. And for me, he's my next opponent in the actual league as well. So I'll definitely be having to have a look and, and see if I can break him down. And, you know, why not? It, it, it's in the game. It, it, it's fair. Joby? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same there. I, I thought Danger would uh, either be Danger or Sofa to take first place. And fair play to Tans for coming through on that one. Um not sure what happened with Sofa, whether, you know, he's just uh, concentrating on the league, doesn't care about the cup, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, unlucky to Bertie to finish in fourth. Um, but, yeah, it was a, was really a surprise and, and fair play to for Tans to, to sneak that second spot, the runners-up. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, it... Uh, Danger Mouse, I thought, you know, we know what a player Danger Mouse can be. Um so I, I thought he'd finish top of that group. Again, as you've said, Tans and Sofa are both quite similar uh, in terms of skill. I think, you know, Tans is a different, Tans's new approach in terms of the formation has done well for him. Um, so he's obviously nabbed that second spot. Um, and he, I mean, he's won two and only lost one of those games in that commoner group. And that loss was against uh, Danger Mouse, I believe. So, um, it, it, it was. Um, it doesn't surprise me. I'm not surprised by the uh, the rankings in that in that group. Um, he's done well to finish top of that danger mouse. We'll just um, we'll just quickly move on from the CC and we'll just have a quick look at the League Cup because the League Cup is still in uh, full swing. Um, 
we just have a quick little look at the games that are um, that have been confirmed and gone through. So in the top half of the bracket, uh, we've got Subs and Wints in one quarter final, and then we've got yourself, Jam, and uh, the winner of Bertie and Belonga. I'm not sure if they've played yet. It looks um, like it's never going to be played might... by the looks of it. Looking at the map thread, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting on tender hooks to see who I'm going to play, and it just seems to be getting put back and put back. If Marcus is listening, I would happily take a buy and my match payment. I don't mind. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a couple of hints there. Um, so this, it'll be Bertie or Belonga against you, Jam, and then you will play either Subs or Wints in the semi-final if you do progress past either Bertie or Belonga. Um, in the bottom half of the uh, of the bracket, so to speak, it's myself and Sofa in the semi-final, and that is actually being played tonight. Um, so hopefully by the time that this podcast is broadcasted on Friday, it will um, it will hopefully be a final position for me. Uh, but I'm not expecting an easy game against Sofa. You know, we talked already in this podcast about how good he is and top of the league. Um, so it is um, it's going to be an interesting game. Hopefully he can do it. Add a couple of good results along the way. Uh, one of them came against yourself, Joby. Uh, in my first uh, League Cup campaign game, um, we won't mention the scoreline because <laughs> no uh, idea, no idea, mate. You know, not a clue. It was, uh, <laughs> it was six nil. Was that, that that's right? That. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you that, mate. But you've. Uh, you've I, I put all the youngsters out. Yeah. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Crouch got run out. Much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stuck him in. Stuck him in goal. So yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I got a result against Danger Mouse to put me in the semi-final so we'll see we'll see what happens um but there's not too long left to go in the cup so it'll be interesting to see who uh, who does manage to go and take the uh, take the winnings for this season um we move on away now from the leagues and the cups and we'll have a little look at the bfas and the transfers of the last few days um obviously yeah the bfa that finished yesterday um didn't come without obviously any controversy <laughs> i think it might have been last night's one or the one before um but we'll just have a quick look at some of the uh, the big fees that went in the last uh, the last bfa it was the one from a few days ago actually because the last night's one was the premiership only players um which even then not everyone bid which was a little bit disappointing to see but it is what it is um but we'll look at the one that came from the uh, the weekend, some of the fees. Um, so, I mean, 19 million for Upper Meccano from uh, Malian. Uh, Danger Mouse spent big money as well. Um, you know, 23 million on Wendell from centre midfielder. Uh, Malian again went big, 41 million on Julian Weigel. Um, good player, big, though. Big money good good player. There. Good potential on Weigel. Very good player. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good little player for uh, for Malian. I think you know, forty-one million. I mean, we've said this earlier in the uh, in one of the previous podcasts that you spend that sort of money, you want them to deliver. Mm. I, I think Vigel will very much be a player that does um, does deliver. I, I don't know if there's any BFAs that stood out for. Um, at, well, we can talk about the weekend BFA and the one from last night um, from yourselves, uh, Joby. Any ones that stand out for you? Um, obviously, sort of. Um, I'm I'm quite happy with the one that I bought. I bought um, Aaron Lennon for seven and a half million. Um, I'm very happy with him. I I was looking for a, a nice little another little nippy winger. I'm um, actually paying him up top 
at the moment, and he's got four goals in two games for me so far. So it's a absolute steal at the moment. Hopefully, he can carry on that that form for me. And one of them was a header as well, which was from a crouch wow. cross. Believe it, believe it or not. So, <laughs> so, so you know, them two are working really well together. So. <laughs> But yeah, obviously the, the obviously the ones we've mentioned. Um, I'd just like to talk about Tans as well. He spent seventy-seven million yesterday. On what? Seventy-seven million. Well, you say on what? Um, <laughs> so he's got Morrison, Gomez, Clinton it, Morrison. Just to, just to clarify, is this the, the ex no, no, Palace striker? Well, well, you no, no, it's not. No, it's um. Is it Rav? Uh, Rav uh, Ravat? I'm not. I'm doing a tans now. What's his, what's his <laughs> Ravel, yeah. Ravel Morrison. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a tans now. Um, so, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on the huge spending from Tans there? Well, I mean, me personally, I think yeah. that 77 million. I mean, the reason I say, you know, on what? I mean, I obviously I'm messing. I can see it on my screen in front of me now. I mean, seven million on 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 Butner, who's a left back from Holland, I think. Um, 17 million on Babacar. That doesn't look too bad actually. He's quite quite big and he's six foot three, got a decent amount of pace. That's not a bad buy. 19 million on Joe Gomez again. I can hack that. That's not bad at all. But 34 million, 34 million on Ravel Morrison. I mean, for me, that's just absolutely ludicrous. I mean, I think Tans must do this on purpose because he knows that the, the uh, podcast is coming up. Um, <laughs> but for me, 34 million on on Ravel Morrison is absolutely bizarre. I, I honestly don't. The other the other deals I can take. I think they're not bad. But 34 million half of his fee, pretty much on Ravel Morrison. I just can't get it through my head. I really can't. It's it is interesting. It's a it's a strange one. Ash, what do you uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some big money was thrown about yesterday um, from Tans, and don't get me wrong. It's nice to see some money thrown about, um, and not see players hold on to big amounts of money. Um, you know, we've we've had this debate in the past about holding on and players' valuations and uh, whatnot, but. 34 million for Morrison. I mean, maybe he sees something in Morrison that made him spend that amount of money. You know, if he comes out and he plays really, really well for Tans and he fits in really, really nicely, then we'll sit here and say fair play. You know, it's uh, it, it's been a good signing. But genius with, move. With, with that sort of money, though, you need to deliver because. I don't think he'll get that money back on uh, back on no, him. No, definitely not. If he not. decides to sell him in a week's time, he definitely won't get that sort of money back um, on Morrison. Um, but, you know, hopefully it works out for him because at that price, I, I would want it to work out for me if uh, if I'd spent that sort of money um, on a... On a uh, on a player, he, uh, he wasn't a mystery player, even was he? I don't think. No, 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 no. Um, he was just yeah, you know, it was. Yeah. Uh, I would have I would have understood it a little bit if he was a mystery mm-hmm. player, but the fact that it's thirty four million straight up on Morrison, it's a uh, it's a big big call. I think um, he must have done some scouting on him or something like that. Or he must have used him and and thought, you know, what, this is, he absolutely fits my formation, so I've got to have him. And I think I reckon that's that can be the only answer. I would like to yeah, throw just a slightly different. I think a slightly different tilt on that. I think Ravel Morrison has seen 
what Tanzi's Twitter tagging has done for Ahmed Musa ah. in the World Cup. And I think that he then got something on Tanz that Tanz had to fork out on him. That's the that's where my head's at right now. I think that's the, the sort of what's happened. Ravel Morrison's going to use Tanz to kickstart his career and get his name back yeah, out. Nail on the head England. there, mate. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Um, I just wanted just to, to to bring up a couple of things about the BFAs that have just gone. Um, one of which does involve Tanz, which I'll come to in a minute because it's a slightly longer um, talking point, but. The main one actually is um, at the top of the, the list of BFAs um, for the ones that happened on the 5th of July. Um, myself, I managed to get a decent little Uruguayan striker, 75 rated for 2.5 million. Absolute bargain, loving that. Um, and Sofa as well, managed to get the Swedish right back Kraft for 3 million and the former Tottenham winger um, Enkudu for 3 million. Enkudu actually has got fantastic pace and it isn't actually that bad in regards to strength as well. So to go for 3 million. I couldn't believe no one else bid on him. Um, I think that's absolutely, you know, again, it's a steal. You could easily sell him again for another maybe, I don't know, extra extra 10 on top of that if someone really wanted him. Um, so I think he, he's done real good business there. The uh, the second point was obviously all the controversy. We can't let it go untalked about. Uh, the controversy in the midweek BFA surrounding Tans and Aaron and, and possibly Paul as well in regards to the Musa deal. Um, and what did and didn't happen there. I mean, it was an absolute muddle of things going on. Um, it looked like Tans had obviously pulled off an absolute worldie of a transfer, Pulisic and Sessegnon, for, I think it was 67 million, something like that, um, which, you know, looked yeah. absolutely unreal. I mean, for me, that would have been a steal at 67 million for those two players, absolutely brilliant quality. Um, in the end, he's ended up getting Sessegnon by swapping Mbolo. Um, who he actually swapped himself for Lindelof. So, there's, you know, there is a lot of movement in that area. Um, but, I mean, there was a lot of controversy in regards to who had bid what and who, you know, shouldn't be bidding within this time frame. And it was, there was a lot of, um, as Tans would say, there was a lot of snakes in the garden. Um, I don't know what you guys thought about that, <laughs> Ash, first. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a mess, um, to be quite frank with you. Um, you know, it, it all transpired from one deal that didn't go through straight away and then another deal went through when there wasn't enough money in the bank account, um, which, it, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, people can't be bidding on more than what they haven't got, what they've got in their, uh, in their, uh, you know, their bank accounts and uh, on in their Scoodle amounts. You know, I, I can't go and put £50 million bid down on a player when I've only got £25 million even though I'm still waiting for uh, for some money to come in that would give me the 50 million, you know, you have to have the money in your account before you make the bids, and that's how it's always been. Well, it's um, not fair otherwise. Well. I'm a bit un, I'm a bit unsure where you know I I wouldn't go into uh, I wouldn't go into my local co-op and um, say uh, on the last day before payday and uh, you know buy a pizza or something or uh, you know pack of uh, a pack of crisps or a pack of sweets or something and say oh i'll give you uh, i'll give you 50p now and uh, but i'll give you the rest of it uh, tomorrow when i get paid you know this, this is not the way it works you have to have the money in your account to make the bid or make the purchase you know so it, it it's all a, it was all a bit of a mess to be really honest with you and you know going forward i hope you know well i hope people are sensible and realize that you know they've got to have money in their account 
and the actual uh, the bids that they want to make in their account before they can make them. Uh, it, it certainly made for some interesting reading and some uh, interesting seeing. Oh, it was uh, brilliant! You know, going on on the site, but it's just it's just ridiculous. I mean, the shout box was was just non-stop. I don't think I had to refresh it once. It was just coming through reams and reams and reams <laughs> of messages of all these people. In fact, the only person who wasn't speaking that much was Tans himself. He was actually kind of yeah. took a step back, and yeah. I was waiting for him to jump in and defend himself, and uh, it never really came, which was which was a bit disappointing, really. Do you have any uh, any thoughts on that, Joby? Well, not really, not more than sort of you guys have already put it. It was an absolute mess from the begin with, and you, you can't spend money that you haven't got at the end of the day. Um, you can't guarantee that every transfer is going to go through when you want it through. Um, the transfer admins have got a hard enough job as it is. Um, there was a lot of pressure on the transfer admins to get transfers done before a certain time. And um, sometimes it, you just, life gets in the way and you just can't get it done when you want to get it done, you know. So it's, um, you've got to be a bit care, bit more careful with your with your money in the bank this time, I think, because uh, the old Ninor, Ninor Brigade have come out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've not seen too much of the Ninor Brigade so far this season. Um you know, you wait until uh, someone makes a mistake, they'll be out in full force. But, you know, hopefully it's, uh, it's a lesson learned for some people. Um, we'll just move on from the uh, from the Fantasy League. Obviously, this week is the uh, the last week of the World Cup. Uh, we know the semi-finals. We've got Brazil and... No, sorry, Belgium and France tomorrow night, so on Tuesday. So, um, that's semi-final one. And then we've got England and Croatia on Wednesday, which is semi-final two. By the time this podcast broadcasts, we'll know what the final is and who's in the final. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say it's coming home, but, you know, did we expect a semi-final at the World Cup? Joby? I'm pretty sure if you go back to podcast one, I predicted we'd get to at least the semi-final. I said we'd go all the way. We've got a team full of youngsters that want to wear the shirt. They want to fight for their place in the team. They want to fight for their country and they want to win. Look at the, they're so calm. Southgate's enjoying it. I can't understand. I can't see why we can't go on and win it. I think we'll be playing Belgium in the final if we do get there, which will be a very, very tough game. Obviously, there's a big Premier League contingency and, and everybody knows each other. They, they don't have to do any um, research on, on England, as we don't have to on Belgium, but it's going to be a very tough one. Tans, obviously, is uh, supporting Belgium, and fair play to him. He thinks that it's it's theirs and theirs to win, but I just, personally, uh, I, I can't believe, I, I just I just think it's, it's, it's our year. I think everything's just falling into place nicely. Just on that point with uh, Tans, can you imagine the? Uh, can you imagine what will come onto on the site on the Sunday night if they do win Belgium? <laughs> I don't think you'll hear the end of it. You know. Um, I think so. I'll just log out for a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Belgium and France is going to be interesting. You know, Belgium have got a great team, uh, but so are France. You know, what's going to have to be key and probably the standout player for France that Belgium will have to stop is obviously. Um, Kylian Mbappe, who's uh, been on fire this World Cup, you know, I mean, uh, Argentina, I think it was Argentina that he played, um, he, he was outstanding, you know, um, 
Jam, I'd, what are your thoughts on uh, on the semi-final and you know on in general, really? Well, I mean, for me, it's similar to what Joby said. I think if you go back to podcast one, I think I said the the threshold and the glass ceiling moment would be the quarterfinal. If we could beat the quarterfinalists, which at the time, I think, again, whether it be through pessimistic or optimistic, whichever way you want to put it, we actually thought would be Brazil or Mexico. We thought we'd be on the other side of the draw. Um, and obviously at that point, it was, you know, it was a much harder route. I don't think any of us quite realised how easy the route would be the way we've actually gone. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Colombia are a great team. Sweden, you can't discount them. I mean, they 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 finished above Germany, you know, and um, and sort of you know, and above South Korea. They knocked out uh, Holland. They knocked out Italy. You know, on the way to the World Cup. So you can't discount them as a team. Uh, however, I think for me, the the fun the funny thing was um, actually the, the the only game I've actually felt that what I would call the England peril. You know, the emotional turmoil was the Tunisia game. Uh, when we won 2-1 yeah. in the 93rd minute. I think since then, we've had Panama 6-1. We had Belgium, which was a dead rubber. No matter what anybody says, it was a dead rubber. Um, and then we had, um, you know, Colombia, which, yes, it was on penalties. But for me, as soon as that, as soon as it got to penalties, I don't know what happened. I just descended into complete calmness. And I thought, you know, like, what will be will be. And, you know, we've got a lot of good penalty takers now. We got through. Sweden... I could have fallen asleep at one point. It was, if we're being honest, which I don't mind, don't get me wrong, I don't mind a boring game because we, we you know, got into the semi-final. But at the same time, it, there wasn't quite that peril that you normally get with England. And, you know, no tugging at your heartstrings, as it were. I think for me, no. watching um, Croatia against Russia, um, I think they, they looked absolutely knackered. Absolutely knackered. And I think that's just going to do us the power of good. And if, if we can use that, and I think the one thing our team has got going for us at this World Cup, you know, we didn't take Wilshire and Shelby. We did take Loftus-Cheek and Ali and, you know, those people that have got great running. You know, I would literally just kick off and I would just 100 mile an hour from the get-go, try win the game in the first 30 minutes and then just go back to your calm, composed sort of, you know, play. Because we've played, we've played some great football at this World Cup. We really have. We've been so composed and so calm on the ball. I don't see no reason why we can't go out and try and win that game first half, get it all sewn up, play around a little bit in the second half. Don't get me wrong, Croatia will be a good team and they will be difficult to beat, but I think it, we've got every chance of getting to the semi, uh, getting to the final. And personally, again, I think Belgium are the better team, but weirdly enough, I'd actually rather play Belgium for the similar reasons you said, Joby. You know, we know exactly what we'll be getting. You know, we've got De Bruyne, we've got Hazard, we've got Lukaku, we've got. Um, all these players, you know, oh, we're our company, Vertonghen. These players that play in the Premier League, you know, these are players that no scouting, there won't be any dirty tactics. They'll, you know, the, both teams will go out there and try and win a fair game. Um, and I think it'll be a much, much better final than any possible France and Croatia final. I think that England-Belgium would be a good final. I think it'd be a very, very tight game, but maybe high scoring, maybe 3-2 either way. Not sure if we'd win it, but we've got a hope, haven't we? Absolutely, I think I think it's ours to win. It's definitely ours to win. I mean, if somebody would have told me, you know, a couple of months ago that we'd have Croatia in the semi-final of the World Cup to get through to the final, you'd snap their hand off. You'd be going, "No way, not a chance is ever going to happen." I put my mouth, I put, I put my house on it. They will will not happen, and and it and it has happened. Okay, we have had a fair, I say fairly easy, like you said earlier, but it, we haven't played. 
the the top you know teams in the World Cup. However, they've earned their place to be there. Croatia have played well all the way through there, and they deserve to be playing us for a chance to get through to the final. They've definitely deserved it. So I think it's going to be a if it is Belgium England, it's going to be an absolutely awesome final. I mean, I don't know what you guys think as well. I mean, it'd be interesting to get your thoughts, but I feel like we've just played in, in second gear, third gear. We've not. I don't feel like we've actually ever exerted ourselves that much in any of the games, apart from maybe Tunisia. All the other games, we've just kind of just strolled through. You know, I don't think I we've think actually... I we just bossed it, though. Yeah. I really, and which is diff- It's so weird for an England team to have done that, and it's, it's refreshing, don't get me wrong, but it's just so different to anything we've ever seen before. I think, you know, we it's normally... It's weird, I was... Go on. No, carry on, go on. Well, as I say, we normally see, you know, England sort of one end to the other and it's a bit like a basketball game and, oh, we missed a chance, oh, now they've gone down the other end and scored or, you know, the dirty tactics get into us and us getting sent off. Um, and we've just not seen that. You know, we've been so calm, so composed. And, you know, whether it be Gareth Southgate or whoever, um, you know, someone's got a great deal of uh, respect for that because, for me, it, we're just a different team. We're a completely different animal this tournament. I mean, I, I was sat in the pub watching the um, the Sweden game and I was just saying to everyone before the game started, I've never felt so confident mm. to get through to a semi-final of any cup, whether I support you know, England or my club team. When we've been in the semi-final, I've always been, oh, no, no way, you know, a quarter-final to get through the semis. I'll be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm so nervous, you know, I can't. I, I did, there was not one ounce of nervousness on my part. And the way that England are playing... There's no need to be for the Croatia game either. I mean, Ash, what do yeah. you think about that? Yeah, um, you know, I think, I think, have we said at the start of the World Cup that we'd be getting to the semi-final? Um, you know, with a possibility that we could go all the way, you'd have thought you were in La La Land. You know, you you would have said no, not a chance. Um, I think. You know, I think as uh, as uh, it's already been mentioned tonight, I don't think we've really ever come out of second gear. You know, um, Colombia obviously went to penalties. You know, that was a very uh, congested game, and uh, you know it is end to end. Obviously, they were got the last minute goal, which uh, you know could have been easily avoided, and we could have saved ourselves the uh, near heartbreak of penalties. Um, but that doesn't matter. And Sweden, I mean, Sweden were very disappointing, I think, from the uh, from that game. You know, they went in and uh, they went into that game having had a good result in their last one. Um, but they just, they didn't seem at it. Um, and obviously, fortunately for us, um, we looked like we were in control, I would say, near enough the whole game. You know, and we looked comfortable. It's going to be a tough game on Wednesday uh, against Croatia. And, you know, by the time this podcast goes live, we might be out of it, (laughs) you know, but we might also have, um, we might also be in a a World Cup final and uh, we could do something that we haven't done for 52 years and that's uh, win it. So we wait and see out of, uh, out of all the possibilities, well, out of all the possibilities, out of Belgium and France, who would you rather have in the final, Joby? (sighs) See... Personally, I would rather play France. However, I think it will be Belgium. Jam? 
Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, I bizarrely would actually rather play Belgium. Like I said, I said earlier on, I think for me, I'd rather play Belgium because we know more of the players. Um, you know, for example, you've got your in your in your French team, you've got your Griezmann, Jum, Titties. You know, the the players that don't play in our league, um, they have that sort of um, not as bad as the South Americans, but they have that continental flair for the dramatic you know I can just see Griezmann going through and getting clipped and going down and crying and you know that sort of thing and I'd much rather for me play you know De Bruyne, Hazard players that yeah they might go down but they'll get back up dust themselves off and play a fair game I don't see Belgium employing any dirty tactics to try and win I think it'll be quite a a hard game but a fair game and I think that for me yeah I said it the other night I think for me if England lose to any team I would want it to be Belgium. I think for me, out of the teams left, I either want Belgium or England to win. I would obviously, don't get me wrong, like 100% I'm behind England, of course. And for me, I'll probably cry if we win. I don't know what I'll do. Um, <laughs> I'll call in sick from work for the next week after and just sit there and celebrate. Um, but for me, I think if, if no one's going to win it, then, you know, Belgium... If England don't win, I would I would like Belgium to win. I think they've got good players and they play good football. And I really like Roberto Martinez as well. I think he gets such a hard hard um, I don't know he gets such a hard rap. Bless him. You know Everton. I don't think he was that bad. Obviously Wigan, he was really good. Um, you know there's there's I think he's odds-on favourite to be the Spain manager after the World Cup as well. Um, that's just emerged. So I mean I think for me he's going places and he's he seems like such a nice genuine guy. I would like to see Belgium win if it's not England. So for me, England Belgium final, and I'll be—I know I'll be regretting this if we lose in the final to Belgium because I'll be bitter as anything. But you know, may the best team win. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Well, by the time we do the next podcast, um, the World Cup will be over. We'll be uh, well, well. We'll wait and see whatever the uh, what the outcome is of that, and we'll be looking ahead to the. Uh, the new season and amidst all the celebrations but anyway that concludes today's podcast thank you very much all for listening um we'll say our goodbyes jam yeah thanks for listening guys and, and like we said obviously i know we, we mentioned a listener's question earlier on but any questions you might have or anything you want to ask us or you know get us to evolve in the podcast just drop it in the shout box send us one of us a pm we'll be more than happy to include it and um, if anyone wants to get involved as well with any little interviews or any little snippets uh, if they've got something they want to promote in regards to the site then you know give one of us a, a pm and we'll try and get involved yeah, very much so on that. Um, you know, we'll look at getting a uh, an actual uh, thread post up in the next few days as well, um, and we'll ask for some uh, listeners' questions that we can touch on. Oops, sorry, at the end of the next podcast. Um, Joby, you want to say goodbye? Yeah, uh, it's been a pleasure as always, guys. It's always uh, it's always good fun to do the old uh, the podcast, and obviously, if if anybody fancies even coming on and and joining us for a for a, for a chat and. Um, uh, and record it live with us uh you know just feel free to to pms and sort of we'd try and get people involved as well it's it's not just our sort of podcast it's ag podcast so if uh if anybody else Very would like so. to sort of get in get involved then you know feel free feel free if uh soggy cabbages wants to come on and sort of defend his formation that'd be great to listen to but you know um <laughs> oh do you know what honestly, I, must, honestly, I must say as well i must say i i meant forgot to mention it in the championship I gave him a lot of flack in the last two podcasts, and Red Rhino did win his first game. So, congrats to Red Rhino. 
Um, he is still on the bottom of the championship, <laughs> but he did win a game. So well done, man. I appreciate you. There was also a bit of a there was also a bit of controversy in that game with uh, with Chad as well because I think I think a goalkeeper scored and I think it was Chad's goalkeeper scored a penalty. <laughs> so that might be that. <laughs> so that might be coming up for uh, for a conversation for the next one. Um, uh, you know, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll leave that there. But anyway, it's been it's right, been it's, it's been great. Right. Thank you very much, boys. Um, and that's it. So thanks again for listening. Um, enjoy whatever you're doing um, at the time of listening to this. If you're going to work, uh, sorry about that, but I hope this has given you some uh, motivation to uh, listen to. Um, and if you're sitting there with a beer in your hand, I hope you've enjoyed that. Too. So until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye.